I think you guys will be really surprised on what you're going to hear. So cool. yeah, I would stay tuned to that um, first impressions deal. That's going to be interesting. Episode 118, Tank Slap and Podcast. You'll notice that this is uh, the last one we posted probably prior to this one going out. It's episode 116. I did a video podcast with Jake Johnson. It may or may not have been posted before this one, so I don't even know what I'm getting at, but this is episode 118, other side of the line. We're going to do a Silly Season pod, episode two, volume two, and it's Rob McClendon. What's up, brother? How are you? Man, I love the Silly Season pod. Like, it's just cool. Cause we get like, just, I mean, obviously they're all fun and talking to guests is fun too. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, whenever we just like spitball shit, that's when it gets fun. Like, who's doing what? Where are they going? Who's racing where? Like, what outlaw events? Like, it's just, I don't know, something about the Silly Season pods that I, I, I enjoy a little bit more. Now, of course, you know, King Kenny and some of the other really, really good ones. I mean, they're all good, but, uh, I don't know. I guess I just like shooting the shit more than, been talking sometimes but uh yeah well this pod is presented by mission foods as always the title sponsor of tank slap and podcast really excited to have them on board for another year if you can support them go to your local grocery store buy some product online we're going to have them on hand at winter throwdown they're going to have a display set up giving away free chips and we're just grateful for their support of tank slap and podcast i did get some flack rob i don't know if you did too but our silly season pod they, I had some people tell us that we weren't sendy enough. Like people, um, they're like, you know what's going on and you need to just drop, you know, tell everybody what you know. And it's like, dude, it's, it's a fine line. Like we want to, we want to respect our peers. Cause we're, we are riders, we are team owners. So we don't want to go throwing people under the bus, but I guess we could have been, we could have been more open i guess for some of that stuff right um i don't i don't know man because here's the thing that people don't realize like and, and i'll just use an example like we'll just say briar bauman you know obviously you have a lot more insight to what's going on with him than i do but at the same time like these people give you or me their insights they talk to us because they know that like look they're not going to throw in a bus because let's be real man it's not going to help the riders if we say oh briar bauman signs with so and so before he announces it. Cause then it's kind of like ruins the party for everyone. Cause you know, we tried to keep Dalton and Landon under wraps as best we could. And, and most people knew about it, but in, at the same time, like Briar, if, if he does tell us something in confidence and we go and spill the beans, then we might not know for next year too, you know? So, I mean, I, I get what they're saying. Like, yes, we always know a little bit more than what we say, but at the same time, it's a, it's a respect thing for the riders. Like if, if they specifically are like, Hey man, I got to announce this stuff. Like, the first of the year, then, you know, that tells me everything I need to know. Like, all right, well, I know deep down, but at the same time, um, you know, we're going to respect their, their wishes and, and not spill all the beans until they can. And once they spill the beans and it's cool, but you know, we can speculate and that's all fun and dandy and stuff, but you know, uh, there's a fine line, like you said, and, and, and I think we do a good job of not overstepping on certain things and, and nah, some stuff we don't a give a shit about. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a respect so. thing. And that's how you get to where you are in the sport is, is just giving your peers respect. Like even people I don't, not necessarily friends with or whatever. Um, I have a lot of respect for everyone. Like even like, you know, obviously me and me and Henry Wiles don't talk a lot and me and Bromley aren't, we don't chat much and some other riders as well, but man, I respect those guys. Like, so 
not going to drop, you know, what exactly they're doing, but we'll get into some info here. We've had some few, a uh, few press releases since the, uh, the season ended. Um, before we get into it any farther, Rob, I wanted to give a special shout out and, um, just kind of take a moment where, uh, you know, earlier in the week, we lost Lisa Bauman and it's the mother of Briar and Bronson. Obviously oh. this one, this one hit home for me really, really hard. Um, not only is Briar, my brother-in-law and Bronson's one of my really good friends, but man, I really, truly loved Lisa as well. Um, as a person, she was just a passionate mom with racing. She literally lived for her family. She was the rock behind the whole entire Bauman family and, and Barry, her husband. And she's been involved in the, the lives of Briar and Bronson for since day one, you know, obviously, I mean, (laughs) speaking like that mom yeah but she's been to all she goes to every race is what i'm what i'm saying like she goes and supports them she's gone on victory laps with briar and um everywhere like they camp out at the races like the racetrack is her family and it's just gut-wrenching i'm truly gonna miss lisa as a person (laughs) um just super positive and i've always loved lisa um for many reasons but Anytime we'd be sitting around because I spent a lot of time with them. I've spent time at their house in Salinas. I've spent time um, at their house in Illinois. And every time me and Lisa would chat and I would say something that she agreed with, she'd always go, right. Like, (laughs) like agree, like, right. Like asking a question kind of, but also agreeing. And I always loved when, um, when I would say something I wasn't sure about and she would like, right like give me some agreement i'm like i had way more confidence than what i was saying when when she would uh throw me her right of approval but yeah i'm i've lost a family member obviously I, we lost my dad in 2010 and i it i wish i don't wish that on anybody and i'm gutted for uh the bauman family um love love that entire family i would do anything for each one of them and man it's I don't even know what to say. It's, it's been a tough week and uh, I just wanted to take a moment on the podcast to, uh, to uh, just talk about Lisa a little bit. We're going to miss her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Super, super, super huge loss to uh, lost the whole sport, man. It's uh, I obviously didn't have the connection that you guys have, but uh, you know, you you would see her everywhere and, and always smiling too, man. Just such a nice lady in general. But like you said, man, it's just a, just a, a staple at the races like it's going to be so sad not seeing her there and uh you know heart goes out to briar and bronson and barry and, and, and everybody i mean she was like you said she was good to everybody I mean, vander coy posted it. it was like a second mom to her like there's so many people that posted about you know how nice and how sweet she was and, and i got to experience that firsthand several times too and uh you know super super big bummer for the for the whole sport in general but uh you know heartfelt fair. Yeah, condolences to uh to briar and bronson and barry man Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about um some race news. Obviously, yeah. the um there's a couple here that actually we can talk about. Uh, I don't know the order of where they released, but you talked about Dalton uh a little bit and Landon. So you got Dalton and, and Landon Smith. Obviously, you're heavily involved with that team. It's D and D certified racing uh race team, and I'll let you talk about it a little bit, but it's kind of big news, man, because Dalton, you know, he had a two-year contract with Turner. And talk about a little bit about that, like the ins and out. But uh, you guys are doing your own deal. You're bringing in Landon, who I think he's 16. He just turned 16, so he'll be a yep. rookie next year in in AFT. And he's 
you know, it it's a team, but you guys are like a family to, you know, team sort of thing. So it's, it's a pretty cool dynamic. So talk about how that came about and you know, that, that sort of deal. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just kind of made sense. And, and, you know, first and foremost, huge thanks to Mike Turner and, and those guys for the, uh, the opportunity. I mean, working next to Kenny Coolbeth is, is like a dream come true. Um, you know, there was some certain things. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say a lot of, a lot of cheese there, but there's a lot of egos with, with everybody. Um, and, um, on a personal level, you know, just, I could see it wasn't working out for me personally. Um, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing terrible, but, uh, so later on in the year, you know, just working with coast a little bit and, and figure out what I want to do. Talking with Ronnie, we're like, man, let's, let's, let's sort back out and let's see what we need to do to put together a team. And, um, yeah, just start talking around and then, uh, you know, talking to Dalton and just, you know, like, man, just couldn't get the actual, the, the feel down that, that he was looking for. And, uh, um, for, for whatever reason, you know, he just said, you know, man, what, what if we just do kind of our own thing, like back in 2019. And I was like, man, if, if you're committed, then, then yeah, absolutely. And of course he's committed and he's partnering them, had him on a great training schedule with, uh, Jason extremely fit. So, you know, he knows the tools he needs and just, he's just looking for a different feel out of the motorcycle. And, um, you know, anybody can tell you those guys work their butts off to try and get him get him right in there and you see when they hit the nail on the head you know he's a top three guy and, and a threat to win any race he enters i i feel um but anyway so we just uh started putting a little a few pieces together here and there and um i uh secured uh motorcycles and support from uh ktm and you know we got a bunch of other guys that have had our backs from day one and look forward to it man again like i said I, there's some people you know trying to read between the lines there's i love mike turner to death uh dalton's got nothing but respect for me i'm not gonna speak for dalton but you know i know he's told me on numerous occasions that you know he he loves everything about the the turner situation just just couldn't quite gel with the bikes the way he wanted to so uh so that's, yeah, that's, that's where we're at now that's man fair. i mean the hondas are way different yeah i mean than well, the, uh than the, the steel frame bikes so it's uh it's one of them things that it, it might just be a comfort thing um and the bikes the hondas are Man, it's crazy how different. I, I didn't really know much until I, like I personally just got a KTM, and I'm not. I have no affiliation with KTM, but I really liked how they flat track the bike. So I got a KTM, yeah. and man, I, I was riding Briars, I was riding Evan Renshaw's, I was riding my buddy Julian's, and man, I was like, man, I'm I can ride this thing well. Like I really like it, and I've ridden the Hondas, and they're good. Like they're great bikes, and um, like Trent, he swears by them. Like he loves the Hondas, yeah. and it might be a yeah. riding style thing, and Trent obviously he signed with Turner and uh, you know, that'll be, that'll be good. Cause he's already a Honda guy. So yeah, it, it's crazy. The difference in the frames uh, and Honda, honestly, like every three years, I don't know if it's still the same, but every three years, Honda would like drastically change their, their motorcycle, their 450. Like I remember, you know, when the fuel injected bikes came out in 09, they weren't great. Like nobody really liked them. And then, you know, 10, 11, 12, they all stayed the same chassis, relatively the same. And now the nine through 12 Hondas are like, it's one of my favorite bikes. Like I still have my 2010 Honda, but then Dude. I jumped on like a 13 to 16. I didn't like it at all. And then when we did our deal, I had those 17 Hondas. I hated them. Um, yeah, I would, yeah, I wanted to just terrible. run that thing off into a, off a cliff. Like I hated that bike. Well, so it's, it, it's just pl preference. It's funny you mentioned that too, the 09 to 12, because, uh, 
you know, at the Panhandle Clash, Sammy's Honda gave it up on him. I think it was fuel pump, so I don't want to sound like it was bad towards Honda in general, but he's not super super up on maintaining his bikes either, knowing, knowing Sammy Halbert. But uh, he jumped on uh, Ronnie Smith's 09 that I built for Landon as like an outlaw practice bike a few years ago. Actually, it's the same exact bike I put on pole position at your throwdown race. Mm. Um, and, dude, Ronnie just brings that thing, and it stays in the trailer, and it's just it's kind of just always there. And dude, I shit you not, Sammy Halbert didn't no practice on it or nothing um, for the main event. Um, went out there and won the freaking feature over you know all the fast guys, even Dalton included. And uh, on a on a '09 Honda, man, and the track was a fast horsepower track too. But those are nine to twelves, man. They just they they have certain feelings. And I think I told you about it too. I said, man, if we could figure out a way to shoehorn this 2017 engine into the '09 chassis, like you'd have such an amazing all-around bike. Um, Oh, yeah, and of course, yeah. I mean, it's not just that easy, but just talking to you personally, because I know you're, hell, you're 2010 Honda, you're probably going to get buried with that thing, because like, that's like <laughs> your baby, like that's, even though it's kind of like your indoor weapon now, but I know for a fact that that bike is good, and, and you've won a lot of, I mean, dude, you've won like, old school, like, hot shoe nationals on it or something too, didn't you, didn't you win I think I've won, honestly, like, I, I did the, uh, I've tried to figure it out, like, last year, I've won like 20, 20 or 22, uh, NACE all-star races on that same bike. And, and then I would just change the gearing and I'd run it at the indoors. And I won, yeah. I won Timonium indoors like six years in a row. I think the only one I didn't <laughs> win was like one, I jumped the start or something, but, and to win a Timonium, it's like to win consistently every year. It's fucking tough, dude. Like you gotta be, gotta have a little bit of luck and you gotta be on your game. And I actually pulled it out first time all year. I did a practice night at Timonium, the uh last week and dude i i felt good like it's still it's, it's, <laughs> it's still like at home yeah, dude it's so, it's funny because yeah. remember before uh, mama tried i rebuilt that whole thing for you and i'm like are, are we replacing the, like the piston and the crank because it looks so good we're like well yeah it doesn't have a lot of races it's got like a lot of time like that that bottom end and everything is like eight years old and like here it is still still going strong man and like it sits in your garage <laughs> and and yeah. you pulled out well, uh, me and Ronnie were doing the figures the other day too on his 09 and, and against the 09 that we bought from Brent Donnelly for like 3,200 bucks. But, and of course he spent a lot of money like rebuilding everything. Cause we went through it and like everything, everything, but Ronnie's like, man, we, we've won about 20 grand with this motorcycle. Oh man. <laughs> it, yeah. But dude, like, so I've wrote it, Dalton's wrote it, Sammy's wrote it, Landon's wrote it. Uh, there's like eight people that have ridden that thing and, and, all have been like dude this fucking bike works man and it just does it just there's nothing special about that motorcycle it's just that combination but anyway we're rambling on uh no silly I, season. yeah 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 no, all, uh, <laughs> yeah we not not a plug for uh honda by we're not intentionally plugging <laughs> honda honestly everybody I the, go buy an 09 honda <laughs> yeah like i hate the new hondas i'm sorry for everybody i know mike turner's listening and all those guys like i personally i can't ride the new hondas but um but I've never ridden a Turner bike, so uh, Mike, if you want to get sporty and put me on one, I- I'd love to try it at Dude, some they're, point. But they're uh, good. I got to ride one at the Throwdown the second day last year, man, and it was a stock twenty-two that they had just built up. Um, I don't even think it had engine work done or anything, but uh, hell, I won a bunch of races on that. I think Mike Turner knows how to get a get a good bike, man. You get the feel right, man. And uh, yeah, but he is probably listening. He's like, God damn, man, I ain't going to buy no two thousand nine Hondas. We're running the twenty three. <laughs> That would be funny. You see Mike turn on eBay buying up all the O nines out there. Like, oh god, Bigelow's like, what the hell is this semi truck backed in my driveway? I mean, they're not. Out. They handle really good. But I remember riding mine at Lima, 
that year that we did singles and I was literally giving that thing everything I had and uh it still wasn't quite enough like they're just no. overpowered you just can't you, they don't have well, what the new bikes have so who was it was it Parkinson Brothers whatever happened to those guys but didn't they have like some of the fastest like 09 to 12 Hondas out? I think like Wells won a championship no, with I think yeah they Coast really rode good. them I mean I so you can get power yeah. I'd like to find I'm kind of curious like what they did I mean is it it's like a good head and cam package or uh or are those bikes like every nut and bolt crankshaft up, like completely customized to make it's, that power custom. And I know like, honestly, with those bikes, um, it was kind of crazy. Cause like the carb Honda years, Oh two to Oh eight, everybody was, they were going heavy crank, heavy, this heavy, that. And then I know like for Daytona and some other tracks, they were actually lightening the cranks or whatever. Like they were putting lighter stuff on it and it seemed to work, work well from what I, from what I've, I've heard. So. Man, Daytona is one of those places like someone would come out there with a stock ass motorcycle and be like, Oh yeah, this is the perfect setup and, it, and it'll work and they'll, they'll run up front. Like, or you can have like the most outrageously freaking fast Carl Patrick Darcy racing. And it Honda with, and it, yeah. It's like Daytona doesn't make any sense. So yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on though. So yeah, going I, back to what you said a few minutes ago, you were talking about, you haven't really talked to Bromley lately, but, uh, we don't really know what's going on with him, but we saw Cole Zabala signed to go back to singles, which is huge and cool news. So that kind of makes me question, uh, is the Bromley-Nick Henderson deal still going on for next year in Super Twins? Did he finally hang it up, or do you know? Yeah, I have no clue, honestly. I mean, that guy, he like he's retired and unretired probably three times already, and he's pretty young. So who knows, man? I mean... I, I don't know. I, I think he likes to fuck with people a little bit, just like retiring and then coming back. But he's a good rider. I mean, he's young. And that's why I kind of thought it was funny. He was pulling the off the couch thing. It's like, bro, you're off the couch. It's the first race of the year. And you, you, you know what I mean? Like, um, he's a good rider, man, for sure. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him do that deal. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him on a single too. Like he rides a single well. So yeah, uh, good all yeah he's, all he's, uh, he's had a lot of podiums the last few years and he could run up front. So, um, what, um, also, sure. uh, yeah, well, I saw some other good news kind of hits home from you. Um, your old team got a rider now, huh? Yeah, and I want to shout out Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. With with that being said, they support our podcast, and the new lineup of motorcycles looks amazing. I got confirmation that my 2023 YZ450 is getting shipped, man. So I'll have that bike soon, and I'm excited for that. If you can, check out Yamaha's website, yamahamotorsports.com, <clears throat> motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yeah, the G&G deal. So they went out and they tested. Uh, obviously, I talked to LJ and John quite a bit, and they they fill me in on what they're doing, but I don't have any affiliation with G&G. Like I don't, you know, I, they don't ask me for advice. I mean, sometimes they do, but like, we don't like, it's not my team. It's, it's like all of that is their decisions and what they want to do. And I support them. I love LJ and John. They're like my family, but G&G racing is chronic and chronic. There's no C or T in there for, for C-Tech. So, um, but with that being said, yeah, they tested with Colby and they hired Colby. So yeah, I mean, obviously that's weird, a little weird for me because um rival had a rivalry with him, I guess, in 18 and 19. And uh I don't know, we're just different personalities, man. Like uh just we just don't vibe very well. With that being said, like I think I think there's a respect level there. I, I haven't talked to him at all since the, he signed and 
you know, I, I think it's cool that he's back racing because he had some really bad injuries. So, yeah, for whatever well, fucking was- reason, we're just not boys, but a lot of respect for him. He's a good rider. And, uh, yeah, I think I think they'll do well. Like, obviously, I know that bike really well. And he he did make a, a claim on his on uh, somebody sent me that the thing that he said. Well, not a claim, but he said, you know, I'm looking forward to getting G&G their first premier class win and my first class first premier class win. And I don't know. I just thought that was kind of bold for never, never even racing the bike. Hey, yet, just saying, I like the saying. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's but but uh, no, I mean, that's just, yeah, it's cool. And I wish them well, I wish them well. Like if he does well, it's not going to bother me. Like I want my team to succeed and he's uh he's a good rider. Like I'll never say Colby's not a good rider and uh, yeah, wish them well. And I'm anxious to see somebody else ride the bike. Well, I'm I'm just mainly excited to see that a G and G is is in a roundabout way stepping up to the big boy class because you know they don't really have an option now unless they want to go to singles racing. So, um, super huge. Uh, I'm excited to see that. Um, those guys are really nice guys, even though they they claimed I bent their bead breaker, which I don't think I did, but maybe I'm just that strong. But uh, and then I'm also happy to see Colby get a ride because I saw his Harley back up for sale and I was like, oh fuck, he's done, he's done, like. And and I wouldn't even be upset if he was because he's had such gnarly last few years, but man, the heart's still there. So much respect to Carlisle for uh, for for stepping it up, and uh, I'd love to see it because you know he's got Yamaha experience. He's ridden the Essenson bikes, so that should be a good test to try to tell the G and G boys like, all right, well, you know their bikes are doing this a little bit better than ours are because I know their bikes, even though they say Yamaha. Corey, maybe correct me, but they couldn't be farther apart as far as build and stuff. I think the S oh, have their own. Our builds are very. Our builds, they're right from Yamaha. Like our entire engine, bikes, everything, like the kit that we use, it's all Yamaha. It's GYTR Yamaha stuff. You can you can buy our pretty much the entire spec sheet online and build the bike. So one thing that I will say about G and G that they they do well, maybe better than anybody. Um, two different things is John Gronick, the the dad, he is phenomenal at putting bikes together. He takes his time. He torques everything. The right, like, that's why we, we don't really have, we didn't really have any mechanicals in four years because he really did a great job assembling the bikes. And also yeah. our tu- the, the tuning is twisted development. And for people that don't know twisted development, but they're really big and super cross. They, they do a variety of, you know, a, a bunch of top level supercross teams they've done the the, the um, hayden deegans they've done I, I correct me if i'm wrong but i think they do the suzuki's at rocks and riding i could be wrong there uh they're really really good at tuning so but it'll be interesting because our the bikes that they run are cnj platforms and i don't really remember ever seeing colby run the cnj it's definitely a more rigid frame than the jnm that he's done well on so yeah it'll be uh interesting and before we move on from that you mentioned like them moving up to the big boy class and just some transparency. And, uh, they, they would have whatever class I decided was best for me to ride. Like if I said, Hey, let's run super twins the last two years, you know, they would have run super twins. Like they pretty much ran the class that I felt we would be, would make the most sense. And honestly, and I'll get into it some more and some podcasts in the future, but the financial decisions for me to run production twins it, it was so not even comparable financially for me to run production twins and to run super twins. So for me alone, like looking out for myself financially, my family, 
um, putting money away, saving it to run production twins. Uh, you know, we made, I made really good money running that class. And part of me would have liked to, especially on some of those days, like sack mile in 2021 or Atlanta short track and the COVID year or Daytona short track, uh, Lima. Like, I feel like I could have had a shot to win in that premier class. Like, I'm not saying I could have, um, but I had a shot and it would have been yeah, cool to, fair. it would have been cool to see. And like I mentioned I, on social media, like I would trade in both my production twins championships at least one, um, for one premier class win. And I've been on the podium and, you know, that was great, but you know, I would, you know, I'm stepping away and one regret is, man, I never got the job done. And I don't think I had amazing opportunities. Like I had good opportunities. They were decent, but, um, you know, I, I just never got that premier class win and that would have been, that would have been cool to do. But anyway, it's, uh, it is what it is. And moving on, we have some more, some more info that was dropped and you talked about, uh, well, let me just talk about Bell Power Sports. They're they're big on our podcast. They've been with us for a few years. Um, check out bellhelmets.com for all their products. The the new helmets are sick. They're always bringing out really cool paint schemes and and helmets. And the Carlin Dunn helmet is available that me, Briar, and me were at Sacramento. Um, we say it a lot on this podcast, but it, it it still holds true. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Tom Drain, Rob. I'll let you kind of talk about Tom Drain a little bit. Man. Bucker got a ride, didn't he? <laughs> he he put in the put in the work and uh, showed off in front of the right people, and 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 I'll be damned if he ain't going blue for for twenty three. So uh, I think it's good, man. I think it, any kind of international flair, um, international riders, because I did do some social media digging on him actually after the first time he paddled everybody's ass, and I was like, man, he's got like a lot of road racers. So so it's a good crossover thing, man, and and the fact that he got a option and a ride as basically a rookie um, is, is showing good for the sport, man. I mean, I was a little biased on, on mine. Cause you know, I, I picked a rookie and I know Turner's had his rookie with chase last year. So it's, it's not the negative thing you look into. And in fact, other sports, it kind of hypes up the, the rookie deal. Um, if you look at uh supercross MotoGP, any of them guys, they, they really do make it a, statement you know because it's a big thing like hey this guy from nowhere australia came over and and you know gave a big dose of gap sauce to the best of the best aft has to offer so that's automatically going to open some eyes and, well, and technically smart he's not a rookie this year then too right because he no, ran a he's couple not races. yeah and that's honestly i don't know how you feel you might be biased because you have landon as a rookie and some other guys but i feel like they should give him like a one or two or three race like like, uh, I don't know, like a provisional where if you come over and you do two races, you should be allowed to still be a rookie. Like I know they did that. Like when I was a rookie ish, like Mick Kirkness, he was, he did a couple select races here and there. And then he was still like, he won rookie of the year. And I think it was like 2008 or nine. And you know what I mean? So for him to do two races and actually one, one rained out, the main event so and then he can't go for rookie of the year i, I thought that was kind of whack but um, yeah it know. it is i mean it is the rules they have i mean obviously there's a bias toward landon but at the same time there's a lot of rookies coming up this year that and i'm not saying everyone falls in this this category at all but from a personal standpoint like related to landon you know like we were 100 percent prepared to run the last few races of the year um we actually went to cedar lake to to test to to be able to run and it got canceled, but we also elected not to race those two races. Cause number one, 
you know, we it is a big honor to try and go for rookie of the year, and and Tom should have been able to do that. Unfortunately, last year with with Chase, he would have had to run the whole season because Chase had such an amazing year. Um, and not that he's not going to have many more in the future, but um, we specifically elected to not have Landon run like the last two or three races a year because. You know, there's no chance he's going to beat Chase, number one, um, because Chase ran the whole season. Uh, so, you know, it was pretty much pointless to us. So we said, all right, we'll just take our time. So, yeah, on, on that, you know, my biasness is that. But we did go by the official rules for the rookie of the year. So that's why we, we stayed out. So um, on one hand, you know, Tom, instead of winning a rookie of the year, he won a contract for Factory Yamaha. So it's not a lose-lose situation for him. I'm not – disappointed in him whatsoever about not getting rookie of the year because you know ultimately you know he proved to the right people that he deserves a, a factory ride so yeah and so winning rookie of the year like is that. cool but i think most of these kids would rather rather take an essencing contract oh, over absolutely over rookie of the year and that's arguably yeah. like and i we don't really talk financials on this pod too much and honestly we probably could or should but i think i don't know exactly the numbers but i would think I think Essenson is probably the highest paid singles ride, right? So um, it's a good ride for him, especially coming from Australia. And, you know, he, he needs to make make some money f- for this to make sense. Like his expenses are are going to be insane. So with that being said, what is your – what's your prediction for Tom? We've talked about it briefly on the pod, but I have people messaging me that think he can win the championship, and I have, you know, well, well – known people that feel maybe he could be seventh through 10th in the points. So a wide gap. Cause we saw a small serving size. Like we saw him at Lima. I knew he'd be good at Lima. I tweeted before Lima, Tom drains coming over. He will get a top five and he got second. And at that point yep. I had people say, who the fuck's Tom drain. I'm like, I've seen him ride on a two fifty at amateur nationals. He battled with Cody and chase on the half mile and some of the other tracks. He's a really good half miler. So that wasn't a surprise at all. Springfield Mile, not a surprise. I knew he'd be be good there, another top five. But it's a small serving size. Like we haven't seen him it on is. TTs, rough clay tracks, any clay tracks. Um, Springfield, yeah, it's gonna. Ish, you know, I, so where's he finishing points? Rider. Yeah, he's a naturally gifted rider, man. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I want him to finish behind my guys, just like you know, you want to finish behind Trent and your guys. But at the same time, you know, he he's gonna he's gonna do well next year, I I feel like. Um where's he finished? Points. What are you thinking? Man, I, I don't know. And here's why, because A, his good results have been on the KTM, which we know work pretty well. He's been on the KTM for a long time. He's moving to a Yamaha. I'm sure he's been already testing a ride, wanting to get the feel for it, but there might be a small learning curve. I mean, and I'm only using this as an example. Trevor Bruner was the hottest thing coming up and and he had a few struggle races and now you know essence and guys they they are not stupid so they got him comfortable now trevor's a threat every single race whereas trevor brunner shouldn't have been finishing outside the top 10 and there was a few races where he really struggled now of course he wrecked a couple times too um but uh i'm gonna reserve judgment on on drain until i see him on some of these slippery three eights and a half mile car tracks you know what i mean because it's it, it is incredible to go that well at lima but that's like a balls to the walls wide open, which kind of is like Australia. Same thing with Springfield. You know, you guys, those guys on the singles, I don't even know if they were cracking the throttle hardly, um, where you're going to have to use some brakes and a good chassis setup uh, on some of these car tracks. So I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he, if he won some car track races and, and finished, you know, in the top five of the championship, 
But I wouldn't be shocked if he finished like seventh to tenth in the championship either, simply because he's going to be learning these new tracks and he's learning a whole new motorcycle. Yeah, and and I think he'll win a race. Uh, he'll win at least one race. I would I would bet pretty heavily on that. But I also think he'll have some growing pains and he'll have some tough races. But I really like Tom. He's quiet. He's like pretty quiet and shy. But his dad's super great rad. family. And uh, yeah, they're super. cool, man. Like so, wish them well. But man, I'm looking at the list here and hey. Also more positive though too. Think of look at I'm trying to be more positive in twenty three. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my goal. I'm gonna be an asshole still, but I'm gonna be positive. So with Colby, that's another rider that didn't have a ride that now has one this year. And now Tom Drain, that's another rider added to the singles class because Essenson was down to a one rider team for a couple of years in singles. So yeah. he's now seen well. seen the value of adding a second rider to the singles roster. So I mean that's I mean, good yeah. news in sport, of course. <laughs> It's good news, but we also lost um, any motorcycle, Vance and Hines. Like, so it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not saying, I'm just no, saying, I you know, know you're, know, you're yeah. focused on the negatives. I'm focused on the positives. Right. You know, you're a big glass got, full, half full kind of guy. I well, like I'm it. just saying, look at the singles this year. You got our team is new coming in, two riders. Uh, Essenson added another rider. Um, Zabala is back in singles. I mean, do we know what Shane is going to do yet? I've heard singles and twins. Do we have, are you allowed to say anything? Or do you know anything? That, well, I'll get to that, but the thing is, like, we've never had a problem really with the uh, the growth or the health of the singles class. What we're struggling with, and pretty much we're talking about it right now. What's the incentive for these kids to go ride a twin? Like, they're what what team would they even ride for? Like, let's say let's say Dalton or Trevor, one of those guys, they want to move up, and I guess Trevor's a bad example because he could just stay in house and ride the Essence and Twins, but. Like a Trent Lowe, like he's making a salary, he's making money in singles, he's getting good contingency. Um, what's the incentive for him to move to the twin? He's going to lose his salary. There's just no the premier class is not the premier class when it comes to these riders making money. Like the top riders, you know, Jared and them guys, they're making good money, but after that, like man, these guys are digging just to get to the track. The Davis Fishers, the um. Uh, man, uh, 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 Jerry and what he's doing for his teams. Like, it's just, there's no incentive for these guys to move up. And I look at the points from last year, Rob, and I see Cody, I see Dalton, just going back to uh, Tom before we move on. But I see Cody, I see Dalton, I see Mitchell, I see Max Whale, Trevor Bruner, Trent Lowe. I almost said Trent Lowe, <laughs> Trent Lowe, uh, Chase Sathoff. I just haven't seen enough from Tom that says, over the course of his season, he's going to score more points than those guys. And that's seven guys right there. And honestly, I think every one of those guys will be better this year. Everyone I listed, they'll be better. Cody has another yeah. year on the KTM. Morgan has another year on the Honda. Dalton switch into a, um, a frame that I think he'll do better on. Trevor has another year in the Yamaha. Max is healthy. Trent's going to a better team. Chase isn't a rookie. And we still haven't talked about Coase or Ott what they're doing. Um, yeah. So anyway, we've, we've, uh, we've hammered out the singles pretty good here. Um, want to make sure, like I said, Indian motorcycle, it's a bummer. They're, they're pulling out, but they do a lot for the sport. They're still going to be putting up good contingency. They're helping out teams and riders. Like I'm excited to see who's going to be on an Indian FTR 750. They're heavily involved in Moto America and bagger racing, and they help out in some super, super cool looking stuff. So really thankful for the support that Indians given American flat track over the years and uh, su supporting the podcast as well. 
Uh, any follow-ups sure. on any of that stuff, Rob, uh, before, I mean, is there anything going on? Any like production twins is dissolving, right? So where are some of those other guys going? Like, are they going to, does it make sense for them to go to the super twins or. Well, let's go to the production twins class. Um, obviously we know what you're doing. You're sitting on the sidelines. Uh, D2, so let's see around. here. Just sitting around, just sitting around. All right, production. Well, Janish, did we talk about Janish? Yeah, now I don't know if no, we talked no, about he, it. Pod, well, he but... said that he does not have a ride, so well, that Vance Hines is selling that... their truck, so we know well, they're they not involved. Three or four, they got three or four trucks, but not I'm racing. just saying. I'm... All right, well, fair enough then. All they're right, not. They're, they're, they're not having a flat track team, from from what I can see. I don't see, I don't see Vance and Hines having a team. If they were going to have a team, why wouldn't they bring back the guy that won him a championship? You know, so no, I understand. No, I, I mean I'm not disputing that. I just don't. I yeah. don't have the answer for you. But uh, so Nick Armstrong, what's he doing? Is he moving? Uh, is he going to Super Twins? I think he'll do select races in Super Twins. I think he. Um, uh, Nick's a good rider. He could have some races where he's he's up in the top ten, up in the mix. Maybe it's you know he he's capable of top fives if he rides well. So, hey, uh, you know what? No no BS either though. Um, you know, moving down the list a little bit, I was hearing rumblings that Johnny Lewis is going to have a teammate on the infield. I wonder if there's been any any news on that lately because they've been making some big strides and. You put Johnny on the right bike on the right track, even in Super Twins, like a Daytona short track. I would not put that infield, you know, down at all. You know, I'm not saying he's going to go win Springfield Mile against Mees and Bauman and them, but um, that infield's good on certain tracks, man. Yeah, and I I actually have some insight on that. Again, like it's a respect thing, but you will see a singles rider, from what I've heard, a singles rider from last year is going to move up, and he's going to be uh, a teammate to Johnny on the infield, which I think is good. Um, Johnny's a Wait, really you, good, you will see that or you won't see that. You will see it. Yeah. He'll have a teammate and I'm pretty certain it's a, it's a rider who's been successful in the singles class over the years. So I don't want to announce who it is or what, but that's the insight I've heard. And, um, Johnny does a really good job with his team. Like he's, uh, obviously a great rider, but he, he manages his team. Well, he's got a lot on his plate and what they've done with that infield is, uh, it's really cool, man. I'd like, I'd like to try that bike. Um, I think it, it's better than what people think. Like people give it a lot of shit because it breaks and has mechanicals, but you know, riding with that bike on certain tracks, that thing works good sometimes. Like it, it's, you know, I, again, I, I'd like to ride it. Like I, I'd like to try it um, and just get some insight on it. So JL 10, if you're listening, I'll be in Florida all winter. If you want to put C-Tex on your infield, give it a, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I could bring up the, production twins i mean are they well i'm just looking like billy ross Obama, i'm assuming yeah, ross, yeah. he i think he had his harley down at the clash a couple times and rode it so i mean is, is he stepping up i hope so that's awesome for billy ross uh zabala he's moved down Singles. cameron smith haven't heard Cam. anything from cameron smith oh shit Cam. Cam. oh shit Cam. Um, he had some good results <laughs> last year um a couple podiums Cam's uh, fast, we talked bro. about bromley oh Cam's you know what a, hey uh oh man I wonder, you said Lewis's teammate had some single success. Rush is next on the list. He's had single success. And, not Rush. Not Rush. And twin success. It's not Rush. But do we know what Rush is doing? Uh, I heard he's staying with his the same team. Like, I have no insight here. So I'm just, if Mikey's listening. Like, I love Mikey. He's a, he's a cool dude, man. But I have no idea what Mikey's doing. I'd love to see Mikey race. He's got such a cool style. Like, I love watching Mikey ride. He's got, like, that 
SoCal, North Cal. He's a North Cal guy, but he's got that California like flair when he rides. Like he's cool to watch. Um, so I hope he's out there. I think he's staying with his team though. Um, they might be switching brands. I think a lot of these teams are switching brands. So you're going to, a lot of people listening, like I think the riders and the teams, a lot of them are going to stay the same, but a lot of them are switching brands. So whether or not they're moving, you know, to or from an Indian FTR 750 to, uh, you know, it's with Indian pulling out the factory effort, it, it has changed some people's game plan a little bit. And it has, yeah. And the rules packages, like the KTM was really good last year, but they can only run the 890 for one more year. So people building a KTM, if you're going to build an 890, you can only run it for one year. And then you have to, you know, you have to, you know, detune it or, you know, de-stroke it or whatever, <laughs> like bring it back down or build a, you know, because they have a 790, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you can, Yeah. they could just swap out, but I don't think the 790 is a hair on the ass of the 890. I feel like the 890 well, is the too. It's like we're trying to get more manufacturers in sport, but now we're saying like, all right, KTM, you guys made a street bike that seems to work pretty good with Rispoli a couple of times already. So we'll let you do it one time and then no more. It's like, how are we trying to encourage KTM to get involved in the sport? We're saying, no, man, we, you got to run this old shitty engine that you guys make because it's still a production engine. You know, it ain't like it's got pneumatic valves as MotoGP technology. It's just a 890 parallel twin that just happens to work. So I, I don't know. I, I hope they reconfigure that some because I'd hate for a bunch of guys to build 890s and then, you know, all of a sudden, boom, they got to go buy 790s or de-stroke well, theirs or whatever. Cause that's already written. Like that's a. That's, that's what I'm saying. I hope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the rules. I mean, it's golly, man. It's it's frustrating as a ride, like former rider, but these teams and the guys that are spending spending money, the roof systems, the even the S and Sins, you know, the S and S. Zanotti racing guys, Jared, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough right now, but yeah. So I don't know, I guess we'll see. I mean, there's a lot more silly season talk. We'll do probably do one or two more episodes of, of silly season. We talked, you talked about Zabal a little bit, but yeah, he's riding for, it's like big R and, uh, from what I, from what I know, it's like big Al, or, um, yeah, big Al, <laughs> big R Alam. Uh, I think, I, I think probably Jerry's going to help out. I'm not totally sure on their program. I, I should have read the press release, but yeah, Cole is, he's been good on a single, like he's, he's been on the podium. He's been on the podium in production twin. Like he's a really determined, good rider. So yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see how he does. Um, what about the, well, I also saw, um, you know, it hasn't even really been announced, but no, they're not being secret about it, but it looks like Eric has got, uh, with, first impressions looks like they've got some Husqvarna's um so I don't know is uh is it Coast and Jones because I saw Jones got one I know Jones lives down there with them and was on their team last year so curious to see I haven't haven't heard anything I don't know if maybe you have heard anything but um yeah talking to Coast a lot he's excited to to switch brands so that'd be good for him he had a uh... I think you'll see more from that team here in the next few weeks uh next couple weeks actually there's going to be some announcements prior to winter throwdown, which is their home race. So I think, Oh, it is. That's right. Yep. Yep. So you'll see some announcements prior to winter throwdown on that. And I think you guys will be really surprised on what you're going to hear. So yeah, I would stay tuned to that. Um, first impressions deal. That's going to be interesting. Eric is, uh, he's a passionate guy, man. And 
he's he cracks me up. That guy's funny, man. He rolls through the pits like Cedar Lake. It was like raining, and he has sunglasses on. He rented a G wagon. Like that guy, bro. He cracks me up. So, uh, but real passionate, and he really wants to win. So he's he's definitely going all in more this year on uh, on his efforts. So yeah, it'll be uh you guys will be in for a treat when we talk about when you see the first impression stuff. So uh, a lot of really cool things they're doing, but. Uh, real quick, Rob, I want to make sure we shout out real estate Rispoli, your real estate motorcycle racer of the fastest. We've had this debate already, but he's the fastest real estate, uh, person agent on the planet. And he's in Florida. If you guys are looking for a house in Florida, possible rental property anywhere in Florida, he specializes in, but more so, uh, Daytona area, Deland, anything central Eastern Florida, uh, Rispoli is your guy, James Rispoli. I also want to give a shout out to Moto America. Check out their schedule. A lot of really cool races planned for 2023. Mini Cup, man, I've been pushing hard for Mini Cup, getting that schedule and classes and rule book. Uh, we just posted our rule book for next year. So check out all the Mini Cup stuff. If, if anyone has any Mini Cup questions, any flat track youth riders that want to try their hand at Mini Cup, We'd love to have you over on the pavement to try it out. We're doing a lot of cool things with Mini Cup in the future, so make sure you hit me up with any questions. And Rob, before we finish this pod, I wanted to do some winter throwdown predictions. We're going to do that one versus one king of throwdown race on Thursday. We're going to have bracket racing, transponders, top 16 will make the bracket, single elimination, best out of three, five lap races. Uh, I know a lot of top guys are coming in that format alone. So five lap races, one versus one, you got to get a good start. Who would be, your oh, picks? Yeah. who would be your picks for that? Um, for that, the first ever King of throwdown. I mean, who it's, you know, who, man, who, who I mean, there's been, dude, there's been a lot of fast guys as one throwdown numerous races. I mean, I got three picks. One, I'm super biased, obviously. Um, but other two are no brainers also. So my my three my three is going to be uh, in no particular order. It's going to be Dalton, Mees, or B Rob. Yeah, uh, Dalton won. I mean, Dalton won the last race of the year there last year. Mees has won there quite a bit, and B Rob's won there quite a bit. And I don't know what B Rob's going to ride. Like he's been riding this new KTM. He's not super stoked on it. Uh, he's getting better on it. He definitely rides it well. But he also has a Honda that he's won won a lot of races with it's kind of like my honda <laughs> and he's got a an 09 to 12 <laughs> an 09 to 12 i don't even know what year it is it might be a 12 or 11 but they're all the same mine's a 2010 so i don't know b rob starts can be shit sometimes i know he's probably he might be listening but his but starts are bad two, two riders so he's only going to be second going into the first corner you know what i mean yeah but five laps you got to pass in five laps you're going to get around you know somebody like me sir you know i i don't know I, honestly Cody Cobb could do really well in that setting. He gets good starts. Meese will be really good in that setting. Um, I'm excited, man. We're going to hype it up and kind of walk the riders out with music. And I have a DJ I'm putting on the front. Do you think front I can make the top away. 16? Are you going to do it? I mean, you can do I'm it. A, You're a former I'm, pro. I might do it. I might try. You think I can make If I can make I'm, well, I mean, obviously I got to sign up either way, but I don't think I, think I might the top do, 16. How much money are you going to give me if I make the top 16 in qualifying? Uh, 100 bucks. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'll do that. I mean, right. I, I probably, I'd and probably then, <laughs> and then, and then for each, this could be fun. So for each, you're not getting past the first round, dude. Okay, but I'm just, okay. So hear me out. All right, so for fine. Each, each round, I may or may not make it through. It's an extra two hundred per round. No, fuck you. I'll do fifty. What do you mean, dude? It's gonna be harder to make it. You you just said there's no way I'm making the top sixteen. I'll do a hundred. No I'll do a hundred each round you make. All right. So how many rounds are there? Well, the top sixteen will go. So that's the first round. Then it'll go to the quarters, the eight semifinals, the four finals. I can make another five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I just you said it. Hundred bucks. All right, I'm going for it. I mean, I'm obviously looking, we both. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the rider list from last year, and I don't know how many guys we have. I think we'll probably have twenty five, thirty riders at that at that throwdown. Um, the one versus one. Probably. Oh, I would think. I mean, Halbert said so. he would maybe come out and do it. Jared. See, that's my only that's my only wild card there because Halbert uh, is wants to probably ride my husky, so that would take me out because I mean obviously he would have a better shot than I would. So well, and um, I don't know if, I may if or may obviously Briar was planning on coming and he was really into Winter Throwdown this year. And with the circumstances, I still hope they come. Like, um, but I don't know. Obviously, it's it's a tough, real tough situation. But Briar would be. I wouldn't want to be in a bracket next to Briar. I wouldn't be want to be in a bracket Unless next to Tyler Scott either. So I was gonna say, imagine if it's imagine if it's Tyler Scott and Mees, like the whole place would be at the fence watching. I want to see Trent Dalton. I want to see Trent and Dalton. Yeah, yeah that's were there any good fireworks uh, at what? Clash? Were they were they good? Were they on no, their best? Behavior? No, they were yeah, good. No, right. uh, Trent wadded pretty good uh, on on part of the TT. Um, but uh, it wasn't, you know, anybody. It was, it was like a, just a weird instance. I think he got to the back of Trevor after he missed a shift or something. I don't know the exact details. I was in the scoring tower, but um, no, Trent, Trent, dude, he's he's racy on everything, man. He's he's like the most overdue rider in AFT in the last three years that doesn't have for a win. win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, people. He's podiumed a bunch, like maybe not know, a bunch. And, he needs a podium more, but he's podiumed maybe six or seven times and. Yeah, but several of his second places have been like right Close. on the rear tire of the winner. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, you know. So uh, I mean, I think, I think that uh, Turner did a good job uh, snagging him. I mean, obviously, I wish some things were a little bit different. We were still there, but at the same time, like he's not a, Turner's not a dumb guy. You know, he he knew exactly what he was looking for and who he's looking for, and I think uh, I think he did a good job on that. Um, before we go, man, let's uh, let's can we run down the? Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about rookies but um so tom drain's coming in not really a rookie but technically a rookie but should not be a rookie. For rookie yeah 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 um and then i know we got uh let's see jess reynolds i saw a press release on her so that's cool i'm not sure if she's riding herself or for her own self or her own family team or if she's she's got some support but uh good to see her she's dude she's one that uh you know she could be leading a couple nationals man she gets the best starts of just about anybody i've ever seen like she whole shot at Henry Wiles at a race uh, for she gets good was, starts but. and she's really she's not a bad rider like she's pretty good no, like not I've at seen all. her on some tracks she does well but I don't know I mean leading a national she you'd have to qualify I mean you got to qualify top eight to be on the That's pole true. in your yeah. semi and you, like it's not like amateur racing where everybody gets a front row start you know That's true. That's why I think a lot of these rookies man I think they're in for they're in for a treat because no offense like. Landon's a good rider. They're all good riders. Like everybody's good to make it to this point, but I don't see, and maybe you, you might disagree obviously. And 
we could debate it, but I just don't see in this group of rookies, I don't see as of right now, it could change. Cause dude, when I was a rookie, I was fucking, no one even knew who I was. Like I was, well, I was Randy's son, but I wasn't worth a shit. So these riders are way better than I was when I was a rookie, but I don't see in comparison to like what chase did. I don't see anybody. I don't see a rookie getting on the podium next year. Um, I don't, I just don't see it. Like, again, I know, you know, people are probably listening. Oh, well, well, it's like, I don't know. Like I'm going off amateur nationals this year and the two, the two best guys at amateur nationals were, they're a year younger. Like they're, you know, Braden and Evan were, were arguably the best guys at amateur nationals. So I hope I'm wrong. I want to see new blood in the mix, but um, yeah, I just don't see them having the success that chase had. And then a year back to that, the success that Cody had, and then a year back to that, the success that Dallas had, like those guys were winning or on the podium, their rookie year. So yeah, um, yeah. I just, time, we'll time see. will tell. Yeah. Well, time will tell. Um, I don't know what track, like I know Landon's a good short tracker all the years at PDT. Um, Declan Bender, I, I heard is going pro. I talked to, uh, I think his dad said it to me at uh, my Lawrenceburg race, Jess Reynolds. I saw, um, Eisenhard, he's a PA kid. Um, he's yep, a good rider. I really, yeah, he's a good rider. Like I like watching him ride. He's dicey. Um, yeah, they're all great riders, man. And they deserve to be pro and they'll be solidly within the top 10, but to sneak up and get a podium against any of the guys that I mentioned earlier, like tall just, order. it's a tall order. Yeah. And it's going to take a lot of fucking hard work. So, um, to get to that level of where these top singles guys are, they've really stepped up their game with their training and their riding. And, you know, you can't just sit on TikTok all day and think you're going to go out and beat Cody or Trent or chase. Uh, you got to work hard. So I'm hoping these kids, um, they work hard. Cause I want to see new blood up at the front and yeah, for sure. It could happen. Like they're good enough riders, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're going to have some surprises. I, I hope, I mean, you know, my rookie is, uh, he's, he's, he's pretty solid. Uh, we're, we're working on him every day. So, We'll see, and and like you said, you know, Declan, he looked he's looked great last year. Uh, he had some bad luck at nationals, um, but um, yeah, they're I'm, good I'm riders, so excited, man. Though. They, I don't want to hammer the the young kids coming up. Like I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just my job on the podcast, and you know, being realistic. It's just the singles class is tough. Like the top guys aren't moving up into the twins anymore, and you have Zabala come back down. You have Coase. You have even guys like, I don't know what kitchen's doing. If he's doing any races, you might know more on that, but even like Hunter Bauer was on the podium. Um, Gage Smith, if he's racing, he's a good rider. You have this Kevin Stallings is you have Ferran. If he comes over again, Ferran, Michael Interbitson. I have, um, I have some insight that the FIM world flat track champion. I don't even, I can't even pronounce his name, but he wants to come over and do a couple rounds. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's, it's going to be tough. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I want to make sure we shout out Dunlop motorcycle tires, supporting our podcast. Make sure you check them out. Dunlop motorcycle tires.com. We are doing a ton of giveaway tire giveaways at winter throwdown to be eligible for those tire giveaways. You just need to pre-enter. So go on the website, CoreyTexterPromotions.com, print out the pre-entry form, send it in when at, we're going to accept them till the December 31st. And, um, if you need my email, reach out, I'll, I'll uh, send you my email to send it over. It's pretty easy to find, but if you, um, send your pre-entry in, you could go to the race, you pay for your classes, you'll get a ticket 
um, like a 50, 50 drawing style ticket. And at riders meeting both days, we're going to get, we're going to give away 10 tires at riders meeting. Um, you know, I, I used to do it for the winners top three, you'd get a tire, but I want to spread the wealth a little bit. I think Dunlop wants to as well. And we're going to give away tires randomly at riders meeting. All you have to do is pre-enter, um, fill out your pre-entry form, pay for your classes at the event, and you could win one of 20 free tires we're going to give away over the course of the weekend. So, yeah, that's cool. That's um, awesome. And then a shout out to Manscaped. Manscaped keeps us going. They signed on for a few more months. So you guys are doing your job, support, uh, supporting what we're doing by supporting Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Use the code TANKSLAP20. Have you been manscaping, bro? Are you letting it get away from you? No, uh, no, I haven't. I mean, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fully committed. Does Does Danielle care if you're shaved down, or does she like, like? No, she mainly she, just wishes I would lose some weight. That's the main thing. Lose some weight. Well, the thing yeah, is, just, uh, all you can eat sushi and crawfish. I mean, they're not going to eat themselves, so you gotta. No, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight, but it is what it is. I gotta ride more. We started doing the backyard stuff. Oh, speaking of which, dude, if and I'm making this publicly known right now. I'm coming. January January twentieth and twenty first. I already wrote it in my calendar. You're area sixty nine. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, we're doing a cookout camp out Friday night and Saturday we're riding all day. But if Corey Texter's not there, we are no longer friends. Do you want Simple me to that. come? Did you see did you yeah. see the results from PAX? You might have saw it. Dude, I want you to come or... and bring the fastest pit bike you can so I can just absolutely destroy you. You might have seen it in Cycle News, but I, I swept PAX pit bike race. Um I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, I swept it. So I don't know if if that's if that's what you want at your race. Like <sighs> kind of, well, I mean, kind it's of like... a problem with a pit bike, dude. Yeah, you're going to have some problems. I promise you that. Area 69, you're going to have some problems. But anyway, I got to go to work. So who else are we thinking? That's it, man. It's a wrap on the pod. Make sure you're subscribed, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Send us some feedback. Rob, thanks for controlling your ADHD and hanging tight for an hour of podcast. (laughs) I appreciate it. Do my best for you, bud. And uh, that's a wrap. Until next time, we out. When is the the next one? Are we going to do a pre- We'll do pre throwdown pod. We'll do a pre something. We should pod do a, or, a throwdown preview. Well, Heron just like, signed oh. on for Superbike, dude, with uh, Ducati, yeah. so it'd be pretty rad. I saw he was on uh, Paul and uh, Bice, the uh, Moto America pod. So I don't know if ours is too spicy for him, but we got to get him on. I don't know. So. He, yeah, he's got to get on there. That's so, a all right. breaker, yeah, work on so that. We'll work on that. You're and, in with Moto America. Tell him he's going to start from the penalty box every time Moto America until he comes ooh, on the pod. Juicy. All right, I'm yep. on it. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good day. We out.